Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. I think what you're defining physicality is is, is on the finished check or um, maybe on fighting. I, I, don't know how, I don't know how you're thinking about that. Um, but for me, I think there's many ways to to um, define physicality. It's winning a 50-50 puck. It's playing inside somebody's equipment. It's the willingness to go to hard areas on the ice. It is um, the ability to take a hit to make a play, to guarantee your line out, to guarantee the other team's line in. Those, to me, are important definitions of the word physicality. And as I said, what we're trying to do here with our staff and with our team is tailor um, tailor the best way of playing for the group that we have available to us. That is Jay Woodcroft speaking today. I believe the question came from Mark Spector, of course, the Calgary Flames. They got a good team. They got a heavy team. They've got a team that, relatively speaking, has been healthy all season long. The Oilers without several players. And some might say Edmonton was lucky to have beaten Calgary the two times they played them this year. Of course, Leon Dreisettle and Connor McDavid, when you have those guys, they can go off. McDavid getting a hat trick in the 5 2 game, 45 saves from Mike Smith. Dreisettle, two goals, four points. Uh, in January when the two teams met 44 saves from Miko Koskinen. It is 1236 in Edmonton. We'll tell you that guests and Oilers now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night of the town, every meal's an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. You can tell Daphne and Chris and Brendan that Oilers now sent you. As we go off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, regular Monday contributor to the show is John Shannon, our NHL insider for legacy heating and cooling whether it's heating or cooling you need get it with no payments and no interest for a year that's how you build a legacy legacy heating and cooling hello john how you doing great bob you hanging in there that's it so what's that i said that's it just hanging in there i'm hanging in there Yep. I wish I was in Calgary, but I'm not. So I'm going to miss the uh, Battle of Alberta tonight. But oh well, away we go. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching the game. Uh, quite the, uh, I, I don't know if the listeners are available. Like you, you get this. It is a major undertaking to get, uh, because of how the rights agreement worked this year, uh, with ESPN coming into fold. You basically have to have an ESPN Plus account to watch NHL games down in the States, but you can't buy ESPN Plus with a Canadian credit card. So you have to call in some personal favors to, to end up by getting it. So anyhow, why do you need ESPN Plus if you, uh, if you have NHL uh, 
NHL Live and Center Ice. All those games are available anyway. Because in the United States, the rights only work for ESPN Plus. You get blocked out. No. I have yeah, NHL I know, Live. Yeah, but but all you do is in the United States, yeah, all you do is replace your NHL Live account with a Hulu account, and you win. There you go. Well, okay, that's that's. I guess I'm going to have to figure that out. But I got a I got a break. I had a friend that came through for me at ESPN, so away we go. John, uh, is it fair to like? Here, here's the deal. Edmonton is down several players right now. There's there's pressure from the Oilers fan base. Ken Holland's got to do something. And I might have suggested on numerous occasions I would have liked to have seen another forward, a, a bottom six guy added at some point here. Um, the Oilers, they don't have Newton Hopkins tonight. They don't have Cassie. They don't have Paul Yarby. Uh Archibald, who I didn't think they were ever going to get back this year. They actually might get him back, you know, at some point during the upcoming five-game homestand. Now you're down Barry, the leading defense scorer in the league last year. Bouchard, game-time decision according to Jay Woodcroft. I, I, I would lean to him not playing just because of mm-hmm. the whole illness situation right now. But he's leading the team in points by defenseman this year. Is tonight going to be a tough night to gauge what the Edmonton... Is it, is it tough to gauge what Edmonton's got right now? You tell me. Well, here, here's the thing. Uh, you know, when we look back at this 82-game schedule, I, I don't think we're going to look back and say, oh, they they didn't have six guys there, they didn't have seven guys there, they were completely healthy here. Uh, the reality is that this is, a, this is two points in the standings. Um, and, you know, we'll be amazed how hard the guys that are in the lineup play. That'll be the interesting thing. So I, I, I and I think that I think that what any manager or any coach puts in the stock is that you have to deal with the hand you're dealt, um, and and you know and live with it and and work with it and improve it. Uh, you know this is not uh, this is not the time to panic. This is not the time to wonder what's going on with certain players. Uh, I do think that the the one position that uh, has the concern, which is in goal has been addressed in the short term with Stuart Skinner returning. Uh, but if you look at the lineup, the way it's constructed now, this lineup is good enough to win tonight. Uh, whether it does or not is another story because the other team's pretty damn good. All right, John, we're going to have to step out for a moment. Just stay with us. Eileen Bell off to a global news, weather, breaking news update. We interrupt this broadcast for 6.30 Chad Breaking News. I'm Eileen Bell from the 6.30 Chad Newsroom with Breaking News this hour. The Premier has announced plans to give you a break on prices at the gas pump. The province is dropping the provincial gas tax, dropping the price of gas 13 cents a litre. Premier Kenny just made the announcement. Alberta will end the collection of the provincial fuel tax. This means the price at the pump will drop by 13 cents a litre, putting money back into the pockets of Albertans. Now, it's not permanent. When West Texas intermediate prices go down, the amount of tax relief will also change. We'll have more on this breaking news, so keep it here on 630. Chad, I'm Eileen Bell. When news happens, hear it first. Hear it live, only on 630. Chad.
All right, there you have it. So Eileen will have updates uh, throughout the course of the afternoon on the half hours. Bob Stoffer with you along with Brendan Escott. You're listening to Oilers Now. John Shannon, our, not just our NHL insider, but also our political advisor and futures <laughs> update. You're, you're kind of like Les Nesman on WKRP. You could do it all. Uh, what was the one line? One partial score tonight for Major League Baseball, Cincinnati 6. That's right. Anyhow, yes. And, 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 and that uh, great I, golfer, that great golfer, Chai Chai Rodriguez. What a, I, I just I remember the opening. I I love that show. And uh, when uh, <laughs> when Andy rolls into town to take over to become the program director, and Herb Tarlick rolls in. Oh man, that's funny stuff. And Howard Hessman's character, Doctor Johnny Fever, was just hilarious. He was. We've all known guys along the way. Actually, he reminded me a bit of Bruce Kenyon back in the day. A fine, fine morning man uh, in both Edmonton and in Calgary. All right, uh, so. Uh, the Oilers and the Flames, and you just said it, they're, they're pretty damn good. Now, I had Calgary all day, all off season as a playoff team. I thought that there was going to be a bounce back in goal this year from Jacob Markstrom. There's a reason the Oilers targeted him as well. Three years at 9-12 to 9-18 with the Canucks on a team that was loose. He was 9-04 last year, and the Flames missed the playoffs. Easiest bet in the world that he was going to be bouncing back. But did you think Calgary, I mean, based on goal differential right now, John, you can make an argument. They're one of the three best teams in the league. They're certainly one of the five best teams in the NHL. Well, I think you got a real sense of it, Bob, Saturday night in Denver, uh, when you know the, we, we most people have ordained the Colorado Avalanche for the Stanley Cup final, and Calgary goes in there and, and beats them in overtime in a in a really a heavyweight battle. You know that was that was Apollo Creed and Rocky Rocky Balboa going there right? in my in my mind. Uh, but but you look at the success of the Flames, and a, a lot of it is it has been guys that are you know weren't late late acquisitions. I mean Elias Lindholm has been there for four years, and Lindholm has played his best hockey now in the NHL. Sonny Goudreau, arguably his best hockey in the NHL, playing for a contract. That's a big part of what's going on. Uh, they've done, and the other one is when they lost Mark Giordano in the expansion draft, everybody wondered what's going to happen. Well, I'll tell you what, that Oliver Shillington has been a real, real positive for them on the blue line as well. So you take Markstrom, you take Shillington, you take Lindholm, and you take Goodrow playing their best hockey of their careers, and they've been tough to beat. We have Brad Trelevin coming up uh, today at 135, John. I mean, that trade... Uh, you know, Dougie Hamilton, Michael Furlan, the rights to Adam Fox going to Carolina, who are seen as a very astute organization. And they, you know, the Flames got back Lindholm and Hannafin. They got the two best players in the trade. <laughs> and none of those three guys are Carolina property anymore. They lost Hamilton on waivers. Uh, you know, Furlan basically oh, had to... Sorry, ha yeah. sorry, Hamilton. Yeah. Yes, I meant free agency. Uh, they were never able to sign Adam Fox, and well, Adam, Adam Fox would not sign. He would not sign in Calgary. He would not sign in Carolina. Yeah. The only thing, the only place he wanted to play, and he got what he wanted, was he would he, he signed with the New York Rangers, his hometown team. You know, and and, and I mean, arguably, uh, arguably, Adam Fox is the best guy in the deal and but brad learned very quickly that the, there was no way he was going to western canada made a great trade fact, he made it oh he, he he did really well really well and noah hannafin has taken time to become a you know everybody expected noah hannafin to be this 
high-end, you know, offensive threat defenseman. And what Hannafin's become is he's become competent, he's become effective, uh, he does have some offensive skills still. He's pretty good on the power play, uh, but certainly, certainly has replaced a lot of the uh, the veteran players that Calgary's had on the blue line for years and years and years. Well, the, the, the pairing of Shillington and, and Tanev is plus twenty seven each. Goodrow at plus forty one. Lindholm plus four. I think Lindholm's their best player. Like he's their best two way player. Yep. Chuck is a you know a really that, that top line is as good as any you know I mean in terms of even starting score. It's not even close to the best line in the NHL. Backlund's a beast against the Oilers. They haven't got the most out of Monaghan this season. But I just want to circle back to Shillington. And last year, um, the Oilers were playing the Flames, and I, I saw that uh, Cassie Campbell had, had made a comment about Shillington saying that she he can skate with anybody. And I was like, okay, why is he only playing eight games a season? Like, he played eight games. I'm going to ask Brad this when I have him on later. He has to be a little bit of a surprise because otherwise, why did they only play him eight games all last season in the NHL? You know what I'm saying, John? Yeah, I do. I do, uh, and I'm not speaking for Brad. But what I can tell you is, is that you know he plays a position that sometimes needs, needs some seasoning. There, I remind everybody about Evan Bouchard. You know, everybody needs they, they need their time. You know, and what they were, what what having a a veteran laden defensive core like the Flames have had, that gave them time uh, to nurture Shillington in Stockton, uh, and that really did that did help him more than anything else. He's always been a great skater, always been a great skater. But, you know, understanding the North American game, uh, it, it took time for him. You know, it's, it's funny, on, on, on the draft floor, that when they got, he got drafted by the Flames, and maybe Brad will tell you the story, um, Brad Trilliving met Shillington's father, and he said his father expected him to play in the NHL the following October. Well, what was that, four years ago? It, it has taken him that long to get up to a, a level of competency and understanding and comprehension of the NHL game. Uh, and you have to give the guys credit that we're in the American League coaching, uh, including a guy like Ryan Huska, who's now on the Flames bench. They've done a marvelous job with being patient with a guy like Shillington. John, I'm going to circle back to the order. So the Flames are good. We know that. It's going to be a tough matchup tonight. 16-5 and five start. Then they go to 11 and 2 now they're 12, 6, and 2. To me, they haven't looked the same since Nugent Hopkins went out of the lineup. Like, you know what? They, they hung around against Carolina. They gave up. They, they were leaky against Philadelphia. The Flyers just couldn't convert, and Koskinen pitched a shutout. Uh, they got a point out of Chicago, but didn't play great, and they didn't play great against Montreal. They miss RNH. Let's not forget, John, when they, the orders had RNH with Hyman and Cassian in Montreal, that 7 2 rollover win. And the Habs mm -hmm. were a different team then, too. I guess the question: I have, What are the Oilers like? Sixteen and five start, two eleven and two, twelve six and two. Can, can we even judge what they are? Like, I want to circle back. Do we? Do we know what they have? Yeah. Well, well, listen. Remember, Bob. This is the second time around without Nugent Hopkins in the lineup, right? Yes. And, and look how look how difficult it was the first time he was out of the lineup. Uh, and and you're right. I mean, the domino effect of having a top six forward disappear for a long period of time can be it can be catastrophic. And not having Nugent Hopkins on the power play, not having him 
as whether he's your third center or your second left winger, uh, is it can be debilitating for a hockey club. And you have to you have to appreciate what what he brings to it. And, and, and I'll be honest, and, and you know, you and I have talked about this off air many times. I was never convinced until this year of his value to this organization. I always thought he was might be too soft. You know, I, I knew he was a smart player, but could they ever win with him in the lineup? Well, I'll tell you what, he fills so many gaps. He, he's a jack of all trades. Uh, his versatility and his brains keep him in the lineup. Uh, and, and, and they really do miss him. You're right, they miss him terribly. And you have to hope that uh, when he comes back, uh, you know, that uh, and it's sooner than later, particularly when you consider they're in a real playoff race now with Vancouver and with uh, Nashville and with Dallas and with Vegas and, and, and what other teams are in the central division in that, in that, in that mix and uh, in the Pacific. John, one final question for you. The Washington Capitals are in Calgary tomorrow. They're in Edmonton Wednesday. Um, they have the most overt uh, Russian player in the league that's got a connection to Putin. Uh, there's going to be a 50-50 that's going to take place over the course of the next couple days uh, to support uh, uh, humanitarian appeal. Uh, we're going to read it the liner in a second here. Do you like the province of Alberta has 4.4 million people. I think, if I'm not mistaken, there's over 350,000 Ukrainians in the province of Alberta. Do you think there might be, it might be loud, uh, as an example, specific to the Washington Capitals, given that they do have some of the most high-profile Russian players in the NHL, including Alexander Ovechkin? Well, I'm, I'm I'm surprised for some for for a lot of situations that it's taken this long, with what's gone on in Winnipeg. With what they were the first team to uh, to honor uh, Ukraine with the, their national anthem, with what Eugene Melnick has done in Ottawa, saying that uh, from now on the Ukraine anthem will be sung before the game until further notice. Uh, with what they what the Oilers did Saturday night with with the uh, the choir. Um, I'm surprised there hasn't been more backlash uh, about it. I, I also think that uh, as Canadians, we are much more prone to be um, politically uh, uh, sensitive? wise about situation. No, no, politi- politically uh, sensitive. Yeah, uh, to, to the scenario as opposed to uh, Washington Caps fans who just want Ovi and Kuznetsov to score goals. Yeah, uh, you know, and and you know, I I do suspect that there will be some backlash at, uh, in in most of the Canadian cities uh, with our concern of what's gone on uh, in Ukraine. John, great stuff. We'll talk Wednesday, okay? All right. Uh, I, I'm going to miss not hearing you tonight. Yeah, it's Rob Brown, uh, Jack Michaels with a uh, radio call. You're going to get the Calgary broadcast on NHL Hockey and Rogers. So Jack and Rob Brown are going to have the call for you on uh, 630 Chad tonight. Thanks a lot, uh, John. Right on. And we do want to mention Oilers Foundation 5050 in support of Ukraine. Multi-day online uh, jackpot starts today and builds until March the 9th. Net proceeds will support the UCC dash CUF humanitarian appeal. Tickets can be purchased 
at edmontonoilers.com 5050. It's 12.53 in Edmonton. We'll step out for a second, come back with your text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. You're listening to Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. To the Oilers Now injury report at 12.56 in Edmonton. brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience. Unrivaled commitment. Unrivaled results. It's this simple. James H. Brown. They're the best. Oilers, uh... Could be without as many as seven regulars tonight. And I'm now going to put Josh Archibald in the soon-to-be regular section. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, not available out with an upper body challenge. Yes, a Pugliarvi, lower body issue. Zach Cassian, upper body, is skating, closing in on a return. Could play at some point during the five-game homestand. Uh, Archibald back from myocarditis. Could play at some point during the five-game homestand. Coming up after this game against Calgary. Tyson Berry placed on IR today with a core issue. Chris Russell out upper body issue closing in on a return to practice I'm told Evan Bouchard has an illness he might be the quickest guy back that's seven guys four forwards in 3D uh, also uh, Mike Smith not available due to an illness for Edmonton Calgary completely healthy one man game loss in defense all year. The Oilers at 130 going into tonight's game. Again, you can text us 780-496-0063. This text comes in. Bob Nugent Hopkins draft profile back in the day was a poor man's Pavel Datsuk. I think it's safe to say he's achieved that. Uh, I, well, I, there's no, I think we, I think there's no question the Oilers miss him. And I think we all know that. Uh, this text comes in saying, I finally figured out why, says this texter that the Oilers pro scouting is so bad. It must be because Bob Stoffer is in charge. Bob, if you think the Flames got the two best players of the Hamilton-Linholm trade, that means you think that Hannafin is better than Dougie Hamilton. That's absolute insanity. Well, all I'm saying is I think Dougie Hamilton's a good player, but he's not with Carolina anymore. Calgary's got the last two players left standing, Linholm and Hannafin. And they play, Hannafin's in their top pairing, and Lindholm's on their top line. It's pretty tough to argue with Brad Treleving's return in that trade. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. We'll get an update from the farm. Keith Gretzky, Oilers assistant GM, when we return. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.